Hey there, you're listening to Reality Reprocessed. This is a podcast looking at reality TV shows or anything going on in pop culture and viewing it in a reprocessed, more non-toxic, non-stigmatizing, non-really reality-based way with a licensed clinical social worker but yet I'm using my own opinion. My name is Tina. I am here because I love, 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 love reality TV. I've been watching all the time. And this podcast I've wanted to do for a while. It's been an idea for so long and time and lack of confidence in what I'm doing. <laughs> has stopped me from just starting. So I'm starting now. Kind of, we are almost back in reality in 2022. So I think it's a great time to start. We kind of see normalcy coming back in. As I said, kind of in the intro, I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state I practice in. Um, I'm also an Etsy shop owner. It's still in the startup realm of the shop. It's more digital printing and apparel wear, but we're not focused on that in here. We're just going to focus on reality and real reality and not this produced or kind of looking at these characters in these shows of I don't know. They're f- some of them are some of them are gems, true gems. Some of them are like, mm-hmm, you're a gem. <laughs> so, a lot of this is based in more of my personal opinion. Yet I do have training in psychoanalysis. I do couples work. I work with family systems. Um, I am a trauma-based therapist, so I understand where people might be coming from in that realm as well as attachment and I do play therapy and kids kids therapy my main focus is attachment which brings in relationships and that's always the case with the reality tv so that's where my lens is coming in where I'm like that's not the best that's a little that's a little not okay a little toxic so um I do have notes in front of me, so if I pause or if you hear my cat, like, whatever. Like, you might hear things. I'm recording this from my house. It's not, like, a fancy setup, so you'll either love it or hate it. But today, I think it was a really good idea to go over a totally binge-watched Selling Sunset, season five. I don't know what it is about that show, but it just, like, (laughs) it's intoxicating. (laughs) in the weirdest way like I have to know what's going on and like some of the delusions in the way they live delusions being subjective obviously like I'm like oh wow interesting oh and perfect timing um my cat's here so if you hear him that's why and it just started pouring outside so that's a bummer I wanted today to be nice but whatever it's fine. It's spring. So, okay. Disclaimer though, too, before we jump into this, this is not a replacement for, um, 
psychotherapy ever if I say anything in regards to that I will be using my clinical expertise as well as sorry there's something going on I think something just fell outside pause <laughs> It's just my neighbor messing around with their bikes. That sucks. Maybe they were trying to go on a ride today and they can't. Anyways, back. Um, this is not a replacement for psychotherapy. Um, this is just an opinion. Um, and analyzing the systems that we see and trying to refocus and not get pigeonholed into the beliefs that are produced and kind of sold to us on the media. Because... Those are like really fun to watch, but it's not real. So, <clears throat> anyways, talking about Selling Sunset season five. Um, one of the things that always gets me about the show, and I feel like it's so enticing, is the fact that like they live this lavish, bougie, freaking lifestyle and are very privileged. So that comes into play. <laughs> play for me with like when they get upset about things that like for me I'm like that's really not a big fucking deal like mm, I don't know like that just really kind of sets me off with a lot of these things and um it kind of makes me annoyed too because I'm like um you literally have the worst things to say about people when in my opinion, sometimes they're the worst. There are a few exceptions. Like, they're a really, like, boss-ass bitch, um, self-made woman in here and mothers. Like, freaking Amanda, Mary, Chriselle came from nothing. Like, that is absolutely amazing to me. And I know sometimes people just get lucky and they're fortunate to be in a wealth, like grow up in a wealthy family or fall truly in love with somebody that is very well off and wealthy. Upper echelon type people, like not middle class wealthy, like at least probably some day figure salaries. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anybody that has that. I probably know one person, but we don't talk about money. Anyways, so yeah, that comes into play, and I just, like, it's, it's astounding <laughs> to me, um, some of the styles that particularly, of course, Kristen, oh my god, <laughs> her outfits are just, um, ridiculous to me most of the time, like, I, I just don't want to live a life where I'm not comfortable in what I'm wearing. Like, yes, feel like a boss-ass bitch, live your full fantasy, but damn, like, no, I'm not, like, I have to relax. Like, that's, I, I feel like, okay, going into, like, biology and stuff, like, that has to not be good for your body long-term. Like, that, and then, like, the Kardashians, I'm like... Wearing shaper all the time. Mm, I'm not a doctor, I couldn't say, but not my favorite. Um. So that 
is kind of maybe something I'll go back and forth on. Like, I don't know. Like, I, just, I don't know. It's just ridiculous <laughs> to me. It's amazing that I'm like, I can't even believe people can buy these type of houses too. And I get that that's probably where it comes in. Like, I'm like, it's outrageous and ridiculous <laughs> and laughable because this is the life we live in and it's reality. Like, they can buy a home. And it's so beautiful. But, and California has its own problems with real estate and stuff. Um, and I live in Utah and I swear it's becoming the new California. The housing market is absolutely atrocious. And I know that is for a lot of different states, but I'm just like, seriously? But going into the dynamics of Christine, though, oh my gosh, she definitely, in my opinion, has a personality disorder. Like, she is so manipulative and also, like, histrionic to the T. Um, that's why, like, she wears what she wears. Histrionic personality disorder is a person that, and I'm doing this in layman's terms, you can look it up online if you want to know more about histrionic personality disorder. I hate diagnosing people with personality disorders because I hate the idea of like, you are disordered, like your whole essence of you, like that just bothers me. And most of the time with any kind of personality disorder, most of the time they are linking it now with more research that it is um, because of attachment trauma. And that's a subject for another time, not getting into it. <clears throat> but for Christine, definitely borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. Like it's pretty evident in, in what I see. Um, and it's never her fault. Very significant trait of um, BPD. And the way she dresses, very apparent in how she is histrionic. And there's so many other things. but it, And it is very hard to have consistent relationships. And you can see that play out in all the girls at the Oppenheim group. Where, like, she alienizes them and, like, picks on them for no reason, but then plays victim. So it's this push-pull dynamic within borderline personality that often happens. And yet, I'm shocked that she even... And you, and I know... <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say I know, but I'm pretty damn sure she only apologized at the new girl, Chelsea's tea party tea party because she's british chelsea's the new girl and she's british and this is my british accent and it's not very good but um we'll stop it now <laughs> but chelsea um yeah Kristen at chelsea's tea party apologized to the girls finally but then like 
And this is the... Okay. I have two thoughts. I'm a tangential listener or a late talker. I'm sorry for whoever is listening. Um, I even wrote notes to have a guideline. It helps. I'm going to be a tangent talker, but... <clears throat> so two points to that. Like, Christian apologized at the tea party, but then recanted and talked shit behind their backs later on. Um... Because she did some weird ass shady shit. And the thing she gave to Heather for her bridal shower. Very much about her and not about the relationship. As I think Amanza and Mary alluded to when it was presented that big flower thing. Anyways. You gotta watch the whole thing if you know if you don't know what I'm talking about. Probably I should have I should have prefaced that. Like, make sure you're watching the whole thing, because I'm giving you spoilers. Sorry, I just told you now. I'm a human. I'm not perfect. Um, Because Kristen fascinates me. I could talk about her forever. And then there's so many other dynamics that are so interesting. But, like, her specifically, she is a problem. And it's not just the ladies. Like, you can see it. And she's never going to admit fault because of her personality disorder that I diagnosed her with. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has, but she definitely has one. Um, so back to the tea party. Um, yeah, it was all about her. That was not a legitimate, in my perspective, it was not a legitimate apology. It was to save face. It was to... Gain, like, some rapport back or some control back with the girls. Um, Because, yeah, then she shit-talked about Emma and Davina after. And, spoiler, like, I'm pretty sure she's going to be fired. Can't wait for the reunion. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. Because she's already talked... in social media platforms. Sorry about the pause. My cat was getting into something weird, but it's fine. Um, that the production like played out the story wrong, which is a good point to add on to. It's like, this is a produced show. And I always like, if I really want to psychoanalyze it and actually take notes and not enjoy my time, like I want to talk about this, but also enjoy watching it. So I'm not going to take a ton of doubts. It's never going to be the case. Because I want to enjoy the TV shows that I watch. Because it's part of how I de-stress. But it is produced. And I'm curious. Like, they get to show us a timeline. And I am curious about, like, hmm. What is the actual timeline? And I'm trying to. And maybe. Maybe eventually will. I probably won't, but. The last episode, I was trying to think of, huh, Mary was talking to Emma at this new listing, and she was in one outfit, and then it went to Jason telling her about what Kristen did behind the Oppenheim's group's back, and it was significant because it may end her career at the Oppenheim group, but I'm like, is she in the same outfit? Because she even said, she's like, I just found out about it. I was like, hmm. Did she just find out about it? Or is that like a day later? Because that's interesting too. Because I feel like sometimes the language that the culture of all the girls, I guess, you could say, 
can be um even a little superficial like I love a lot of them but sometimes it seems pretty superficial or predominantly surface level until you get to know them or they get like vulnerable on camera camera and again maybe they don't want to be that vulnerable on camera and they would want to be more superficial you know I don't know if I would want to be vulnerable on camera. Ugh. I am pretty much an open book most of the time, but that would be a lot. It'd be a lot because Selling Sunset is pretty well known now and they probably are fairly famous, you know. I don't know the listing, like A, a list celebrities, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean, but... <clears throat> So yeah, that dynamic is super interesting, like Christine. And Christine is very gamey in her relationships. It's like, if you're not serving me, you're dead to me. And I'm sure she said something like that. And she is so catty, I cannot believe it. I was just like, I would not be nice to her ever like I I am very impressed there was one episode where um Heather talked to Christine and kind of confronted her one-on-one at a restaurant and Christine was like at least I want to say and I'm remembering this all off the top of my head at least an hour late to it and I'm like that's outrageous If you're more than, like, and I don't think there was a text or anything. I don't remember. But if you're more than, like, 15 minutes late and you're getting, like, okay. Like, I have friends that have kids and stuff. Or something crazy (laughs) happens. Like, um, then just let them know. Like, hey, I'm already here crap I just left like I'm gonna be another 20 minutes cool I'll grab a cup of coffee or like a drink whatever but I don't think there was any notification on to Heather but I think Heather really held her own and really well holding her boundaries of like no this is not gonna be this way like you're not gonna talk over me you're not gonna interrupt me that's not okay and I think that's really at least a good segment in this season where you can see appropriate boundaries being played out because she's Heather's maybe raising her voice but not raising her voice in a demeaning or demanding way it's like no these are my friends like this is not gonna happen her voice tone was very well and neutral like very good I would say so And with individuals with borderline personality disorder, you have to meet them where they're at and you have to hold very tight boundaries. And then if they're going to act in certain ways that aren't helpful or positive in the relationship, you still have to keep those boundaries because they're going to manipulate. Christina's master manipulator. So. Because I feel like with um, Davina, she did that for a long time. Um, and Davina's an interesting character. Very, very interesting. 
I've always thought this because she just, she just seems like an oddball. A little bit of the group. But there are other oddballs of the group um, or newer ones where it's like, okay, they don't find it, it's not like confident or comfortable quite yet or like maybe they just don't have enough screen time. I don't know. Um, to be kind of fitting in. But Davina, from other seasons, I've always had this like um, sense that she's very guarded or again, very predominantly superficial. Um, And I think she is still coming into her own and gaining that confidence. I can see that in this season. But a lot of the time, it is just so guarded. And I'm sure that's her own work she needs to do on, like, um, anxiety and self-confidence. Because we all have those struggles. I know I do. Hence why I've had this idea of doing a reality reprocessed for over a year now and I'm finally doing it so plus I'm so busy but that's an excuse anyways but yeah Davina's just interesting I don't I don't know she's just she doesn't have enough screen time for me to fully know what's going on for her but a lot of it is I can sense the guardedness and the anxiety running this show for her more than her true authentic self coming through um, another thing with, um, Chelsea, I think, sorry, my other neighbors, I should find a good time to record this, because there's a lot of noise at this time of day, <laughs> but just wait until it's summer, and then I record at the wrong time, and there's freaking the lawn mowing people come out, Ugh. and I don't know, because I live in a complex where I don't have to schedule that, but that was my neighbor leaving with their creaky car. See? I don't... (laughs) I am a down-to-earth person. I know I'm well-educated and I understand these things, but I don't have the nicest things in the world. I I grew up poverty line kiddo. Ugh. We can get into more about me in another time, but... Whoa. Anyways, I'm not... I feel like I'm pretty grounded in who I am and reality to be doing this podcast. Sorry for so many interruptions too, but we are getting back to and Davina and the new girl, Chelsea from England and or Britain, whatever. I don't know exactly where she's from. Um, but she got connected to Christine at an open house. And now that I've like seen it and I see Chelsea, she's also pretty histrionic. Like it shows her opulent lifestyle, which like great. She is a hustler. She knows what she's doing. All of these women do like they know what they're doing. And that's like a freaking amazing Um, and I will not just be tearing down, like, or analyzing the women ever, but this show is predominantly women. I am all about women empowerment. And I want to point out some toxic scenes or behaviors. So, like, it's kind of crazy that they 
can roll with the big boys and like sell these homes. It's like really awesome. But she's pretty, Chelsea, the new girl is pretty histrionic um, and opulent and all about this, but also she's the new one and she wanted to make face. She wanted to present herself in a certain light. So that's also okay. I don't fully know her yet until like another season or more FaceTime. But it seems like she's also says things, but it doesn't reflect in the actions on screen. So she's saying she wants her own opinion, but also is definitely leaning towards her friend, um, Christine, because she knew her first. That's how she got into the Oppenheim group. And then she hustled her way into the Oppenheim group. Freaking amazing. Love it. Um, but... It's almost like she goes back and forth with what she's doing. And she's pretty manipulative too. Like she talks over people. She jumps to conclusions and is hypervigilant about what people's intentions are without actually being open when she said she was open to getting to know the women at the Oppenheim group outside of what Christine had filtered into her. She did... Um, not Christine, Chelsea did do a good job reflecting at the tea that she hosted and talked to Chriselle like, hey, I was nervous at, at first, but I was trying to keep an open mind and I'm getting to know you. I understand that like you're you and you have a different relationship with Christine and I fully respect that and I don't reflect the same views that Christine does. Um, but the other thing that Chelsea did, and, and I think it's both, like, I think they both have their own work to do, or they have, like, some, um, like, anxieties, distrust, hypervigilance, whatever. When Davina asked Chelsea to meet one-on-one at a lunch, and it escalated so quickly, it looked like in the production of the show but Davina seemed to be holding her own and just expressing her feelings and it seemed like Chelsea was more attacking her on her having feelings and her crying and I was just like oh honey boo boo no 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 that is never okay for you to shame someone for having emotions like and those were genuine emotions I might I'm going back on this because I'm thinking it's like oh I might shame Christine for having emotions because I can see through the bullshit sometimes but I also see that Christine is actually has a lot of trauma and she uses it though she uses saying that Christine does that I have trauma but doesn't do the work and doesn't like there's no significant change that's why I'm like I'm more gentle and accepting of Davina because she seems to be trying to find her own and seems to be trying to change where Christine flip-flops way too back and forth that like I can't trust that she's actually a changed human or trying to actually work on herself but yeah I was very upset with Chelsea I was with that and I was just like that's why I have more of a uh, 
a negative lens on Chelsea now because that is not cool, girl. Like, mm -mm, not, not, not my thing. And there is this stigmatism or like this generalization that British people are more blunt and they are, but like, you shouldn't shame somebody for having feelings and you should not fucking interrupt that much. That's just rude. Sorry. When someone's being as vulnerable as Davina was being, she was opening and trying to express her emotions and it was very difficult for her. So. Huh. So it's, it's very tricky. There are these things where like, you see, this is, I think this is a thing. There's more to talk about. These are all the things I want to kind of keep it where it's at right now ish. And maybe bring in other things I've been seeing in the media recently. And I feel like it would be really fun to close with like my favorite song of the week. Cause I also, also freaking love music and there's so much good shit out there right now. It's amazing. I freaking love it, but there is so much more to be said. Oh, there is one more thing I did not write down in my notes that um, goes back to the point where like, okay, they don't want to be vulnerable on camera. And it was like so lovely and hard to see Chriselle and Jason go through their struggles. Um, and I think it was filtered in the perfect lens where it was vulnerable enough, but they still had their privacy in what they were going through. And I'm, I'm, I am nervous that, and I hope they hold their boundaries with the reunion coming up and maybe I'll do a follow-up after the reunion. But I'm like, that is really difficult. Like, and Chriselle, you're, she's 40. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. Wow, girl, I am in my 30s and you look fucking great. <laughs> Holy shit. I just can't believe that. But, and oh, it kind of broke my heart, her telling Emma, but also like I wanted her to just be able to cry and like have her moment with her friend and maybe not have cameras there because I'm like, you can totally cry no matter what. And like, you're not, she said it in a moment because they broke up, spoiler alert, we already knew that because the show, like, that was in the media already, but I already knew that before watching the show. Um, but it shows it right after, um, she broke up and then going, like, her having hope and then her saying, like, I'm not gonna cry over a man again, or I'm not gonna cry over a man now, something to that effect. And all I thought of in my heart was like, you're not crying over Jason specifically, not just that. Like that's part of it, but you're also crying over the fact that, oh, and I'm getting gooses now because it makes me so emotional. I feel, I feel for her because I really like Rochelle. Like she has been through a lot and she still has grace and humor and love for so much, so many things. But she's grieving over the loss of someone she loves and the ideal of having her happily ever after with a family. Not like the wedding, because she doesn't care about the wedding. Like, the family is what she's grieving over, because she was hopeful that that would be it. And that she's found 
the person that she can raise kids with. So I'm like, no, you're not crying over him. Let your tears out because you're crying for this hard place where we sit where we want. And I guess I can relate to her because I don't have kids. And I'm like, I'm all about career. I love, I love doing the things I want to do. And I love not having kids right now because it wouldn't be possible doing all the things I do. But, and the idea of running out of time is so scary. So I think that's why I can relate to her. I'm like, ooh, I know. And like I said, I live in Utah, so it's very, I'm, it's, it's a little bit more normative where I live that you don't have babies this late in the game (laughs) of your development as a woman, but luckily I live in an area where it's like, I have friends that have kids and I have friends that don't, so I have a mixture. But I've struggled with that for a long time because I was raised LDS. I li- I've predominantly lived in Utah most of my whole life, even though I was not born here. So, yeah. Anyways, I hope that she finds the one because my heart breaks for her and Jason because, like Amanda said, he would be a lovely, lovely dad. Because he's such a good puppy dad. (sighs) Okay. On to other things. That's that's my general thoughts and kind of what I wanted to talk about. Other things that have been on my mind is the Depp and Heard trial. And the significance of that. Like that I have been watching... Um, not religiously, but like seeing things that I pop up and then I'll look through them. Um, I don't watch everything on this, but I, and I, I filter my news. We have enough hard things and I'm a full-time therapist that like, I hear enough hard things. I don't need to know all the news that's going on. I just need to know enough or get like snapshots of it and then go. So I use... Um, one of the, I don't know what they're called, to be honest, because I'm freaking old. I'm not going to explain my news platform because it doesn't make, it's hard to explain. So, um, but yes, I, early on, I don't know when it's kind of started coming out that they were posting stuff or releasing stuff to the public, probably as early as this, like, Mm, so it's Friday for me right now, but probably like last weekend. And so Sunday, Monday, I definitely, I don't remember exactly Sunday or Monday. I was like, mm, this is not good because I meet with couples. I understand those dynamics and I also understand trauma. I feel for Johnny. He did some effed up shit. Um... And I'm not negating any of that. But yes, Amber Heard is not my favorite human. (laughs) And I didn't have a big opinion before I saw all the, like, the evidence against this case and what was coming to light. Um, But 
Johnny has a very, very messed up childhood, significant PTSD. He was in recovery, um, relapsed while with Amber. Amber must have some sort of trauma or something. Um, later on, it showed like this week that a psychologist diagnosed her with BPD and also histrionic personality disorder. I don't see the histrionic as much as I see it with Christine. <laughs> Like, you can definitely tell she's very histrionic. But, um, I very much already had this idea of, like, yeah, Amber is not doing good. She's manipulative. She is very gamey, borderline personality, um, disorder. Like, that she it appeared that way very easily and significantly. But we know with borderline personality disorder, it's usually trauma that's been locked in for so long. Um, and almost like this personality disorder is the main dissociative state that they're just in constantly. So I feel for both of them and I'm very curious of how it's gonna end up. Um, and I hope they both like recover after this and go to therapy after this trial because it's a lot of dirty laundry to air and I'm kind of all here for it a little bit too. So, like I love it, but it is really heartbreaking too. Um, so those are kind of the things I've been thinking about and like seeing and like the world we live in and the media that's producing these hard things in our lives and making sure that we can like check in and reflect like is this all one way or is reality completely fact reality is subjective reality is produced in the media and on tv we have to kind of have our own checks and balances of having this also almost like caution around what we intake and not let it I guess get into our energy field too much and if it does using coping strategies my favorite are bubble baths um I hope that is all helpful for you or interesting or whatever I'm just here. If you're listening and you made it all this way, thank you so much. Um, don't know really what I'm doing. I just love reality TV and I feel like I want to share like, um, my filtered lens through my, um, mental health profession. I always want to leave with a fun kind of thing to do because that sometimes gets super somber and depressing but there are so many great new songs, but one, I can't listen to all the songs and you may have already heard these songs, great, but I'm always gonna share one that I'm like, okay, this is hitting good for me, like, mm, yes. And I'm a 90s kid, um, but grew up in like the, Y2K early 2000s and totally was like a pastel punk goth kid um and a mixture of like trying to figure myself out too because I was like a depressed cheerleader <laughs> but I was I've told people that before but I'm like it's just weird to say 
um, on this. I'm like, I was. I was like a depressed little cheerleader. So I was like, pastel punk, goth, totally my thing. <laughs> so there's this new song called Growing Up by the Linda Lindas. Totally recommend looking at that. I'm pretty sure I can't um, show a snippet of it on here. Um, so I'll record it at the end and then I might just cut it off if I can't use it, but go check it out. I love that like pop punk is back in because it's my favorite kind of like alternative rock music is it's like pop punk, pop punk, um, all those things. So, okay. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, afternoon, night, work day. Whatever. Bye.